Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, then. Redmen TV podcast number 10. The Phil Coutinho of podcasts, if you will. The John Barnes of podcasts. The... Insert Mike, Michael Owen, the pre-injury Michael Owen. Nice. Actually, no, maybe I was eighteen. Maybe eighteen was pre-injury Michael Owen. It's not important. Um, hi, Chris. You okay? I'm good. How's your head? You you told me you've just been delving into stats bomb, and now you you. It's chocker, mate. Absolutely <laughs> chocker. We're looking at a graph that could have been the Matrix without without the understanding. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we've got a question to kick us off. I think it might have week. been a just connect the dot, to be honest, because yeah. there didn't seem to be anything else there that made sense. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, question to kick us off then. Uh, obviously, some people will have seen this last night. It was the it was Lucas Lever's 10-year party, and the players looked like they had a great time, and then we got a notification through from John to, to tell us that Alberto Moreno was live on Instagram. Um, and he was, with Phil Coutinho, no less, and Roberto Firmino did one, weirdly, that seems to have no sound, <laughs> and it was largely just him, I think, baring his teeth. That's kind um, of what he does. Just what he does, whether deliberately or not. Um, so the question is, if you could do an Insta-Live, and to be fair, drunk, um, with any member of Liverpool's staff playing or otherwise, who would it be and why? You've had a good look into this. Yeah, do you know what? Like, <laughs> you, You've put this one on the agenda. You don't normally put the questions on the agenda for me to see. Yeah. And I, I'm so much better at answering questions when I don't have to think about it. So <laughs> I've massively struggled. I can pretty much go through who I wouldn't want to be on an Instagram Live okay, with. Well, talk me through it. Well, look, Firmino and Wijnaldum, love them great players but they've got great teeth and I haven't so they just show me up that's exactly the reason I mean. why I wouldn't want to be doing it with them yeah that's fine yeah. and then you look at like Grew just seems like a cool guy to mm. quote Jürgen Klopp but he's a little bit tall and it's only square video so you're getting me chinning do you know what I mean like, <laughs> or just the top of your head yeah you know and I'm not liking that so you can count pretty much count Grew just out Matip probably Chan Mignolet, Carrius, they're all too tall for me. It's like if we were to do a, a selfie-held Instagram Live, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's just... So I'm basically left with the likes of Moreno, too Coutinho. Small. Too small. Like, well, like, this is the problem. But he's like he's so, probably like 5'4", which makes him like the best part of six inches shorter than you. And that's different. You're closer in height to Carrius, Chan, et al. than you are Yeah, to so it's a major concern for me, to be honest. It's, it's what it's come to. It's, you know, half an hour of research looking at the size of the size of the squad <laughs> and stuff and breaking it all down. I'm pretty much left with Milner. And I really don't want to do it with Milner, but you know what? He might look a little bit chunkier than me. I mean, there's reasons to go for it. I want to prove that he's not boring. He's, he's not chunkier than me, but he's not. But 
I can live in hope because it's never going to happen, Paul. So yeah. ultimately, the either either you know I stand on the yellow pages if they still exist and, and do, do something. But they're nowhere near as big as you remember. Well, that's them being. crap, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that was the, literally the only reason you'd have a yellow pages to stand on. To stand on. I mean, you wouldn't. You're six foot four. But you know, for me, when I wanted to leave the house, then I used to have to stand on the yellow pages to grab the doorknob. That's incredible. Is that true? No. <laughs> imagine, imagine if it was. Um, I've gone for. Daniel Sturridge. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Why? Because his social game is so strong. And I just think, you know, there's so many bits. You it, most, rub off on you. The most. Exactly. Think you'll be cool. Exactly. By default. Well, the most interesting stuff Daniel Sturridge has done as a Liverpool player in the last two years has pretty much been either on LFC TV, on Redmen TV, or on his Instagram. Um, it's certainly not been on the pitch, has it? So, uh, yeah, I think Daniel Sturridge would be great. And we know, we know, I've got a, tra- I've got a track record. I, I've met him once and talked to him once of getting. You Do know, you think there's the start of some chemistry there? Yeah, look, I, I know, I know, I, Daniel and I have a rapport, you know, I've got more smiles out of Daniel Sturridge than football's ever done. Yeah. Um, it so did look saying. like a pity smile to me, I was there in the room. <laughs> but if you want to take it that way, that makes you feel better, Paul, that's he absolutely had, he fine. He had such a cob on that day, and uh, we, t- we turned him around. And it turns out that, he, that, he, that he, he once made himself on a computer game, and he made himself the best. I foresee that in the future yeah. for him again. If yeah. I'm perfectly well, honest, he's going to have to give himself non in. There might be. I think there's a question on Daniel Sturridge coming up later on in, in the pod. So do stay tuned for that. Um, we're going to mix things up a little bit this week. Uh, first of all, obviously, welcome to everyone who's joining us in audio format, Acast or on iTunes. Thank you very much to those of you who reviewed a stitcher. We got even. a comment. Well, yeah, did we? I didn't know how to find it, but I got a notification saying I've got a comment. I clicked it, didn't show up. So thank you for that. Thanks very much. Make sure you do it on iTunes. Um, but yeah, we we're gonna we we promised that if you, if you left a review, we'd read through some review reviews this week, which we will do. Uh, and just a quick shout out, of course, for everyone who's watching us in video form on the RedmenTV.com. You too can do that by going to the aforementioned TheRedmenTV.com uh, and subscribe. And it's just two pound a month, and it's free for the first month. And we'll do an extra bit as well. We normally do about fifteen minutes extra, answering more of your questions. So stay tuned for all. All of that. Uh, so review time, then, Chris. Review time. So because we've never done this before, I'm I was amazed by how many reviews we've actually had. Really? Does fair. it? Not? Okay, fair enough. Why? It gives you the number at the top. I thought you'd seen that. No, remember we had the question. We had the debate where I said I have only ever seen three reviews. The number was still said forty-seven above it. Oh, did it? Mm. Okay, so then there you go. That's did why. It? Okay, it's fine. It's not. A, it's not an issue. No, it's not an issue. You're making we, it into one. Am I? <laughs> right. So, in fact, let's go all the way back to the start. Um, and oh, you know what's really unfortunate? That the names haven't come out great on this because the ink's going. Tom. But what? What more? What's also a point is that the first reviews were all either from you. Or what did Steve. I say? It's been a while. You said something like, "Keep it up, lads. Great work." All right. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, well, you know, you gotta get you gotta get up into iTunes somehow. At some point, I remember I remember typing, "This is the best podcast that I'm on," and I don't know where I've typed that one. It yeah. might not be iTunes; it might have been Acast. You know what? Actually, the the, the print quality that's fucking abysmal. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get it on my phone. What was the yours? Let's see. He, he he went with a zizzle, didn't he, or something? A zizzle. There was something about oh, that. I remember. Steve, the I think that's his name. Oh. That's poor Steve. Steve, if you're listening, sack off the. He's not. He's not listening. He doesn't. He doesn't listen. He's said this before, hasn't he? Loser. Um, He was going to start. I think he lied to us. Okay, I go back. (laughs) Right. Okay. You know what? I've got on my phone here, so let's go. Yeah, out of it. Just but Chris Bajak. Chris Bajak. Five star review. Brilliant. Superb lads. Keep it going. (laughs) 
this like when you tweet yourself from the Redbird account? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thing, well, yeah. So that's happened once. Paul. Absolutely. Brilliant. The superb stuff, lads. Lads. <laughs> but, yeah. Tom and you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Good you work. I mean. Occasionally. And yeah, Steve Hizzle was his name. He's what my mate. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Good on him. Um, Matt, David Wilson, Matt, if you're listening to us while you're asleep, uh, great podcast. A must for all Liverpool fans. Great work. Keep it up. Thanks, Matt. Um, Sounds a bit more genuine when it's not me that's saying it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nat, a genuinely great podcast. Have a listen. Pete, Joe, Dodd. I've been a subscriber to the Redman TV YouTube channel, and this is certainly not a letdown. So nice to hear Paul and Chris do an alternative format, and this culminates in a slightly more relaxed vibe, which is great it to does, hear it, on though? a commute. It's nice, great isn't it? Job. I like the vibe of podcasting. It's not something I thought I'd be into. but Yeah, it's got a good yeah. vibe. I mean, no, it feels no you tend, I mean, I might be wrong here, but, you know, people don't get your looks on a podcast review, whereas, you know, YouTube videos, they're there all the time. Yeah, I love that. Everyone tends to fucking got one on YouTube. Um, superb, as always, AWJ1992. Love Redman oh, thanks, TV. Adam. And the fact that it's not a podcast... Oh, not on a podcast is even better. That doesn't make sense. It's now on a podcast, probably. Yeah, maybe. Can listen to you guys on the go. Um, if you're a Liverpool fan and you aren't listening to this podcast, you are lost. Nearly as good as great touch for a big lad that's a general football pod not Liverpool specific who could possibly have done that James, James maybe um, okay very funny and entertaining but you know what I'll be honest thanks very much for all those of you sent the early ones this is going to take us four years um, so let's get to some of the recent ones because we did ask you specifically to do it this time around uh, AP Matt 2 great podcast for all fans of the Mighty Reds keep up the good work lads we will do thank you right Harry underscore SID love this podcast so much been watching since 2012 and loved seeing your content get better and better some questions what is the one stat in football that you would get rid of you could just totally get rid of mm -hmm. stat mm -hmm. Liverpool's goals against <laughs> okay <laughs> you know, you do, we'd probably you do win the league you do a lot on stats is there any, any of them that you you just really really dislike yeah shots are really poor like I mean you know there's there's so many of them like Possession shots, none of them really. Like we did one at the weekend, didn't we? Where Liverpool had fourteen shots. Well, what it's irrelevant unless you know how many are on target. Mm -hmm. um, we had one shot on target. There's so many, mate. It's yeah. just possessions, terrible start. You don't really pass completion is one for me. Pass completions really. It's bad. a new because that's only really come around in the last three or four years. You know, you play a computer game from prior to like 2013 and you won't see a pass completion stat anywhere to be seen but yeah it became like it became such a such a big thing it's like hey, well done you're, you're good at passing fantastic fantastic work um, that, 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 is a, that is a very very good shout Brendan and Bobby loved that didn't they uh, where would you rate Klopp in terms of the best manager in the world top 10 top 5 the best um, that's a tough one that. I think it's the best for Liverpool yeah yeah the best possible fit for the club um, I'd say he's probably top 10 uh, he could easily be top five or the best, but he needs to win. He needs to win silverware it's, for it's, Liverpool. It's a it's a really difficult question. Now, how many top ten managers are outside of the Premier League now? Because you could say that there's six top ten managers in the Premier League. I think, mm. and you know, this season is going to define where he is in that top ten. I suppose in in the world as yeah. well, because it's like it's like that whole finances thing and Liverpool being in the top ten but fifth in the Premier League or whatever it is, whatever that stat is, it's exactly the same. You know, now if. Klopp's a very, very, very good manager. 
him much like Guardiola and Conte is still learning this league. Conte's taken to it like a duck to water. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got the resources to be able to do that. I think Klopp would perform just as well. Given the given the resources of the other clubs, yeah. I think it's it's so difficult to decide on because ultimately it's not a level playing field, you know. And you've yeah. got different values of players, and you've got different qualities of players. So it's what you make of it. If if Liverpool had Antonio Conte, I'm not sure he could make what this. I think this Liverpool will be under Jurgen Klopp. Mm-hmm. But I think if you'd have put Klopp in this season in Chelsea, I don't think they'd have won the league. Okay. Okay. Which is yeah. mad, isn't no, it? Yeah, no, it's, it's what it's what type of a manager you are with the type of players. Klopp will get more than the sum of his parts out of his players. Yeah. Whereas I think Conte just came in and just instilled something. Yeah, it's interesting because you're right. I don't know what whether we are that. Are we set up to be that club? To be one of those top clubs? Yeah, and I don't know. Again, that's another a bigger issue for for another day. But I, I, I agree with you to to some extent. I, I said it's interesting. We'll, we'll come on to it, but obviously like the, the Benitez stuff, um, even getting promoted with Newcastle. Has brought him back to the forefront of my thoughts, and I think about him as being a manager. He's he's very good at doing that, better than the sum of your parts style stuff. And yet, whenever he's been given an opportunity with resources, it's never quite gone right for him. But then, I never, I don't think he's ever really had the best run of it at those mm. clubs either. I mean, to be, the, the fact that he got booted at Real Madrid halfway through a season is not. You know that's not fair, and I'm sure he would have achieved if he'd been given more yeah. time. But then again, has he got the right personality for it? Does he know how to do that? We'll never know. As you could look at someone like a Mourinho, and there's a there's, whilst there's a criticism of someone like Mourinho for not doing it uh, without mass resources, without being one of the automatic guaranteed top couple of teams in the, in, in in each league that he's in. Um, I'm sure he's not asked about those criticisms <laughs> because he gets to win loads of loads of titles and what have you. Um, the last part of this. Um, Again, thank you very much for leaving the review, Harry. Um, what part of what is the main thing Klopp can improve on in matches, tactics, game management, substitutions? Mm. It's got it's got to be substitutions. You know, it's it's probably the only chink in his armor that I can see as a fan. You know, there might be more. There might be something behind the scenes in the coaching and all that type of stuff. But for me, when when you're watching the footy and you're there, and you your two eyes on it, he sees them a little bit late for me. And yeah. whether that's a trust thing that he's got more trust in his players than maybe I do. Yeah, maybe that's where it comes down. Or maybe to, it's just down to. I, I wonder. I guess we'll know in, probably this time next year. Um, is it, is it just down to the quality that he's got available to him? You know, I think we'd all we, we'll be answering more questions this on the on the website when we're reviewing the season in a few weeks' time. But you know, I think that you, maybe there's there's more trust been placed in players that haven't lived up to that trust, and a lot of that is fitness based and what have you. But you know, I, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. There's too too many times where we've not we've not been willing to throw people into the fray, or we've maybe just not had enough players who quite do what we need them to do in mm. any in, in various types of games. And is that just is that that's probably what you'd know as a, a plan B or a plan C, isn't it? And we don't I don't look as though we've had it because in again it's a total sad. I'm, I think I'm going to do a video on on, on Rafa and Newcastle on, on on my channel this week at some point. But I look at I've looked at their players and the the starts and the substitutions and Rafa even though he's built he's got a predominantly he's probably got eight players that have played over 35 times this this season in the league or started. He's got his core side and he's got a couple of obvious subs there. And like Alexander Mitrovic is an example of that. He doesn't start many games for Newcastle, but he comes off the bench a lot, and he gets a lot of his goals and assists in in that kind of situation because 
that's a pre-planned thing. Whereas I don't know that the guys that we have on our bench, you, you don't see that same impact from substitutions. No, you, no, you don't. Look, Rigi's had loads of substitute appearances this season. Obviously, more earlier on in the season, but the impact that he has is negligible. Yeah, from yeah. those sub- substitutions. Absolutely. Uh, one last, uh, one last review from the iTunes. Then um, simply says Roan and Stott, top five star. I'm using my ears to listen, my fingers to write a review, and my heart to connect to the wisdom. Cool, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, leave more reviews uh, and we'll read through some of the best ones again next week. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, so, Chris, getting on to the, the current world of Liverpool Football Club, Crystal Palace have totally ruined the vibe, haven't they? Yeah, massively, Paul. They're really annoying. I really dislike Crystal Palace. <laughs> I dislike everything that they stand for. You really? know, we had that thing, didn't we, the 9-0, and that was great, but how many years ago was that like? Mm. They just seem to be there to fuck shit up for us all the time. Like, Stephen Gerrard's last game, yeah. Crystal Palace, yeah. you know what I mean? Them at the end of the 13-14s, and they were there. Cristanbal. Cristanbal, Alan Pardew, and all that crap that goes with it. Yeah. Sam Allardyce, I mean, it's just, what is there to like? Crap stadium as well. It's just a terrible football club with terrible, terrible people there. Yeah. I, I yeah, as ever, I've not got a, that much of a problem other than them playing it, playing against us. I don't mind Crystal Palace too much. Um, but, yeah, this is where... This Good fan base, mind. Well, exactly. Yeah, so, so not all terrible, terrible people. <laughs> and the club. Oh, right, so. the, um But, yeah, I... Um, we were all we all went very much from great upbeat what an end of the season to you know we're all, we're looking over our shoulders you're mentally thinking about this I mean this game on Thursday the uh, the Man United the Manchester derby was always going to have massive significance I think it's taken on even more so if that was if that was possible it's dead annoying but the thing about it is and we touched upon this and you touched upon this in the post match content you know because we deserve this. And by that, I mean, you know, we totally deserve to have this be be the way it is. We don't, we do not deserve to have had an easy ride into this because we've made it for ourselves. And that's a combination of, I, th- I think you can discount, look, I, I, we've been unlucky with injuries to major players with, without a doubt. And that's, that's definitely a thing. But the way in which, like, again, our fans approach these games... We should be we should be roaring the team across the line here, you know, desperate for them to do stuff. But I think we fall into this trap of misery and fear and and, and blah blah blah. And 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 I, I do feel it's a, a contributing factor to Liverpool limping toward the end of this campaign as much as any of the the other factors. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a it's a it's, again it's another difficult one, isn't it? Because you know the team has got something to do in this as well. I think the fans haven't been good enough at Anfield for the large po- a large portion of this season. But you know I don't think the team has given us enough since the turn of the year. Anyway, you know that 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 January has just killed our season, hasn't it? And you know yes, Adio Mane was gone, but we knew this. Mm. We, we should have had something there where we knew what we were going to do when he was gone. You know, Jordan Henderson's injuries, Adam Lallana's injuries, it all starts to make you question that bloody idiot who keeps going on about Klopp's injury record with his mm. players. And I don't want to Yeah, I don't wanna have to keep going on and, and thinking about that. But every time we pick up another major injury, something crops up at the back of my mind or on my shoulder and starts whispering in my ear, like, yeah. is it is it a major problem with Klopp? Is it something that we're gonna have to just deal with over yeah. the course of his managerial reign? Because yeah. and I don't want it to be. Yeah. But you know, we've missed 38... Our players have missed 38 months of football this season. Yeah. 38 months. Yeah. That is a hell of a lot of injuries. How does that compare? Club. Who cares? 
Yeah. I don't care about the other. Clubs. No, no. But what I mean is, is the point is if if, if that everyone else has missed sixty, then that's that's a good amount. That's a good amount of football to lose. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. All I know is it's too much because yeah. we've had more injuries. <laughs> How do you know it's too much? Because we've had more injuries this season than any other year that I can remember. Okay. You know what I mean? I, yeah. There's injuries there that obviously add to it. Ings. Mm-hmm. There's like what twelve. You know what I mean? Nine from Ings alone. Yeah. You know, there's loads of injuries there, but it's just too often we're having players miss three or four games. Yeah. And, you know, Adam Lana, Daniel Sturridge, Jordan Henderson, Sadio Mane, Phil Coutinho, these are all massive players for us. Yeah. Dejan Lovren, Joel Matip, yeah. pretty much everyone apart from the goalkeeper and the two fullbacks has been injured at some point this season. But are you lumping in? Phil Coutinho, Sadio Mane, and Jordan Henderson into what you that what you're saying there about that being a Klopp issue. It could be. It could well be. You know, I, I don't know when Jordan Henderson's he, Jordan Henderson's heel injury started exactly, uh-huh. but you know, reoccurring injuries, you, you've got to sort these out. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they can kill careers. You know, um, Michael Owen never really recovered from the hamstring injuries that he got early on in his career. We did something with Steven Gerrard, I feel, when he was coming up. Yeah. You know, he had the back issues, didn't he? And, like, the growing issues and stuff. But we changed the way that we used to train him so that he didn't get those injuries later on in his career. Now, yeah. you look at someone like Jordan Henderson, who is almost thru- thrust back in every single time and picks up the same thing. And it's like, you've got to sort these out. I'm not saying that's a training or a match issue, but that is a staffing issue. You know, you've got to look at your players, I think, and go... Well, what's the what's the root of this problem? And, and Liverpool have tried. Mm-hmm. You know, they've sent him over to America for these type of uh, specialists to look at him, but they've not found the answers. Now, try harder. You've got to find the answers because you're our captain and we need him. Mm-hmm. You know, we need the likes of Adam Milana fit at the back end of the season. You know, it's 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 very difficult. And look, injuries is one of those things that you can pick apart either way. Yeah, you can go. Oh well, look, is, is it the, is it this? Is it that? Who knows? But accumulation of injuries is killing our season. Mm. So someone needs to look at it. Yeah, yeah. I like I say, I think I think it's there's a temptation. This is what this is the thing we were all at at the moment. I was thinking this about your yours is injuries. Mine was like kids, the young players. I had this yes yesterday. I was coming out. I was coming out of here and spent a lot of time talking about the, the Palace stuff and where Liverpool's problems lie. And I was like all of a sudden like, oh god, are any of these kids going to be good enough? You know, blah blah blah. Why haven't we got a kid who just come in and it's just like absolutely amazing straight off the bat? Blah blah blah. I think the tentative the thing is when it's not going right, it's very easy to just to like be like lump it all, lump it all in on one. And on the injury stuff, I guess I don't disagree. It's the it's not the long term injuries that are Liverpool's fault. It's the it's those it's the little injuries that get picked up along the way, which are your little muscular injuries and, and that kind of stuff. Because you can't the Phil Coutinho injury, that's a freak. Sadio Mane injuries, a freak. And Jordan Henderson, again, it's plantar fasciitis. It's one of those things that you get and not I don't know. Well, I, I don't know enough, but it's not a, it's not as a, it's not a an easily treatable kind of thing one way or the other. It well, like like Jürgen was saying it last week, he's healthy, but he literally can't. There's nothing. There's nothing that can be done about it. It's weird. Danny Ings again, cruciate, doing his cruciate again. It's it's the it's the ones like Lalana. They're the ones that do it, and it's it's Matters, massive Lovins, again. Carvins. They, exactly. They're the ones. They're the ones. It's those little things that that, that are hampering our consistency. And I'd love to know what was. I'd love to know what what was the root, the root cause of all this, and whether that goes back to that notion of this is the reason why Joel Matter was was not was available on a free transfer. This is the reason why he was because that the lingering doubts over his ankle and whatever persist. This is why Dejan Lovren's not a top top level, blah, 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 blah. I'd love to know what, what more it was. But this is the again, this is the you thing have, where we, we are. We had Sammy Hippier who never missed a game and like 
six years. Well, I looked at I was looking at that because uh, I'm playing footy manager 2006. And I look at Liverpool's team and I'm like, who were the fucking subs? You know, where was the squad? We didn't have a squad. We had about three other players who played games, but we were, you know, okay, 2006 wasn't we weren't great, great were we? But you know, we were, we were on a steady improvement. And the league it was different, yada yada. But you know, in those three seasons, that. For 2004, 5, 5, 6, 6, 7, we played a lot of football, cup and European football over those three seasons, and somehow we managed to to belag our way through it to some extent. It's um, it's fucking it's absolutely baffling. But I think this is one this but this is all what I'm talking about. Crystal Palace has killed the vibe on this because none of these are issues when you just continue to win, because these are all issues that existed last week. And the week before, in fact, they're starting to. They are relatively speaking, they're easing in some respects, and they're not. In, they're not in others. Um, this is the well. This is the well we we're in. Unfortunately, where we, everything was balanced on a knife edge, we've left it to that point. To, to that point of the campaign, where you know we've whatever issues needed to be fixed haven't been fixed. We are kind of flying by the seat of our pants right now, and it's it's dead annoying. I mentioned this. I think a little bit on the the, the final wave, maybe, that Liverpool have not proven themselves capable of being a team that can hold on to a, a lead or or be in the ascendancy. And that's not just in footy. I mean, in you know, not just in an individual match, but in the, the table. Exactly. And that's the only thing that I cling on to in this, is that maybe this... Maybe we, it needs to get as bad, it, you know, it needs to get as close to the wire in order to shock us into life. Like having you, you know, you've got an exam the next day and you start your revision or your homework's due in the morning and you start it when you've had fucking six months to do it, that kind of thing. I really wish, though, that this wasn't how our football club was set up. Yeah, it's it's ingrained in, in, the, in the club at the moment, isn't it? You know, going back to probably the last league title we've every time we've won something we've done it the hard way and we've we've clawed our way there and stuff and you know maybe that maybe every club feels like that maybe it's one of those yeah. maybe it's one of those things like I'm sure Manchester United never when they were winning titles every season though um, but look I, I don't know what the answer is we've had a problem with defending that seems to be systematic over the last four or five managers We've had a problem with holding on to leads for God knows how many years. We've had a yeah. problem from being favourites. You know, what have we been good at? Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. been good at coming back. We've been good at being the underdog. And I don't know how this translates to a different group of players, but mm. it just seems to, whether it's something that comes from the fans, whether it's something about the club, who knows? But all across football, there's teams that have these traits, and it's yeah. not the same traits as us, but... Traits that are but ingrained in their football but this club. Is, but this is it, and this is why it is. It's 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 the it's the it's become the DNA of Liverpool Football Club, and this is why it's the same DNA that allows us to win a European Cup final out out of nothing, because we have a European pedigree. You know what I mean? And that it's and it's 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 inexplicable that a team so far removed from the great teams of the seventies and the and the eighties and whatever should be able to do those things. But it's weird how Liverpool and clubs have those certain type of things going for them. Even Klopp mentioned it. Did we, did we do it last week? You know, Klopp even said it's almost like this is the Liverpool way, and it's like, well, how do we change? How do we change that? How do we stop Liverpool from being a, a plucky, from being plucky underdogs? How do we go back to being a, an elite football club? Winners, yeah, 
winners. Yeah. It's it's got to be that simple. You know, people who are used to winning and who will win at all costs, and you know, not just from a losing position. People who start the game with the mentality of we're going to go out there and beat these because we're better than them, yeah. and just go and do it and it, prove it. And, yeah, and you know, well, it's, it's you need it, more winners in your squad. It's that thing, isn't it? Because the did you because you looked we you looked into this about how many winners Liverpool actually had in the squad, and where does it so where does it where does it compare? Well, Winners, we looked at world-class players, I think I think I said that. Now, you know, there's plenty of players who have won a few cups here and there for Liverpool. You know, Alberto Moreno uh, wouldn't really class him as a winner on the pitch, do you know what I mean? Um, Jeannie Wijnaldum's won stuff in the past, James Milner's won stuff in the past, but you look at Manchester City and you look at the likes of Sergio Aguero, who's won loads. Joe yeah. Hart had won loads. Um, individual awards as well, not just team awards, you know. Vincent Company, Yaya Torre, yeah. David Silva. I mean, these are guys that you think winner. You, mm. you know, you say Adam Lana, do you think that? But the, but here's the thing: these guys hadn't won anything when they signed for Man City, no. relatively speaking. But they've, they've done that themselves, yeah. haven't they? They've they've crossed that line. We're not near crossing that line. Yeah. But how do you cross that line? You've got to win stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, so what? But what comes first? You're a winner. You are a winner. Okay. You know, you you can be a competitive person, but you go out there and you you can win stuff at youth level. Yeah. David Silver had won stuff with Spain before he joined Manchester City. Sergio Aguero, would, you know, won stuff. I'm 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 sure like golden boots and all that type of stuff. Joe Hart winning golden gloves, obviously wins Premier Leagues with Manchester City. Does it come from the manager? Does it come when it, when the team gels? I don't know, but these players at heart are winners. Suarez was a winner before he went to Barcelona. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is the thing, isn't it? This is where the confusion comes from. Is that because I look, I'm riding you hard on this because I, I, but it's the the I think there's a point that yeah, there's a difference between. I give you an example of it. Jimmy Sore is a winner. Yeah, but he's not. But he's not a winner. You're right. And this is the difference: is that I think that you in the. I think we've got. I think you need a blend. I think you need people who who've been there and done it. But you would say, let I'll give you an example of it. There's a fucking world of difference between Colo Torre and James Milner. Colo Torre was an integral part of the Arsenal's invincible side and an integral part of a league winning Man City side. He's always been a leader as well. He's charismatic. He's an important member of the squad. So he's been a central focus of those of two successful teams. That's a winner. James Milner. I like James Milner, and I think he's got the right attributes in that, you know, his work rate and the design, his passion and what have you. But James Milner was never an integral part at Man City the same way as the aforementioned Aguero, Yaya Torre, Vincent Company, Colo, even even Joe Hart to some extent. And this is what we're doing at the minute is that we've got loads of guys who've got league titles. As you say, Jeannie Van Adams won Dutch Dutch titles. You've got Lazarovic who's won titles in two different countries, you know, it, it, prior to prior to joining us, couldn't couldn't get a look in it, couldn't get a look in at Liverpool. Moreno similarly, go through it. There's plenty of guys. You've got silverware in the in the cabinet and uh, uh, and medals. But how many of those guys are the guys from those team? How many of the guys who were the ones who, you know, were the absolute the, the spine of a of a, of a winning well, football look, team? How many of those guys are world class? Exactly. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. You know, you look at Manchester City's, they're all, they're all world class. Mm. And that's, that's the difference, isn't it? You know, but I don't, I don't think that, you know, going back to it, I don't think you have to have won things to be a winner. You, you can just tell people sometimes, yeah. can't you? But even so, but Suarez, I, I, Suarez is the perfect example of that. He was a winner before he got yeah, to, before I, he got to us. He was a winner his entire career. But you're right. I think you learn, you, whereas people would say, what do you learn from youth levels and all that? I think you learn a lot to be perfectly honest I think there's the people who would have looked at Michael Owen in Liverpool's youth team as a great uh, is it Mike Yates who's now a coach at Liverpool like a youth coach and he talks about being Liverpool's youth like highest scorer he was their best centre forward and then Michael Owen came in and like within a season even though he had loads of development time still to go, they basically went, listen, mate, it's not, you're not for us because Michael Owen had come in and totally set the bar of what was expected. Jimmy Carragher was a fucking centre-forward coming through Liverpool's youth ranks. But the point is, is I think, you, I think you're right in that to some degree, is that maybe we need to be looking less at them, how many Cups players have lifted at, at a senior level and more of what their contributions being in the teams that they've been in so far. I, I, I wanna, I'd rather be going and taking... You know, you want players who have been, who have carried teams to some to some extent. Again, these are not these are not absolutes because Jermaine Pennant carried the Birmingham team and was only ever a bit part player at Liverpool. But I think more, I think you're right. In more of that, look at looking into the past and finding guys who are who've just got that absolute hunger, that absolute desire to succeed, and that's what Liverpool lack. And you know that what we're talking about: winners and and leaders. Well, cockiness. I think cockiness has got something to do with it. Guys who take the field and go. I'm better than you, and I know it. I'm going to prove it. Yeah, you know, I, I too often when Liverpool come against a team that are just sat back, there's no one there to just take the game by. Yeah, well, look at look at the this for the neck. Look at again. I we critical of him, but I discussed this on Social Club this week. Man United bought Latan for that express purpose because he he just he was able to he's able to shoulder all the fears of of this young team as as it's being built around him. He goes out injured. Oh, hang on, Wayne Rooney's back. Say what you want about Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Doesn't panic. Doesn't panic in tight situations. The guy's been there and done it. He's another one. He's a born winner. And I'm not suggesting they've probably gotten by Wayne Rooney in any way, shape, or form. But this is the thing, like, what it comes back to is that Liverpool need to complete I think Liverpool need to completely change their policy 
on who we're buying in in these things because it's all well and good buying the next great dot dot dot. But the reason why Cristiano, I would say, the reason why Cristiano Ronaldo would never have succeeded at Liverpool is because he was he he wasn't he wouldn't have been raised around players who would have taught him to succeed and to be the best at this because I don't think you could. I think it's mu- sorry. I think it's much harder to become world class. If you've not got anyone world class around you to, to benchmark against, and you know, I think look at how Fernando Torres and Suarez talk about uh, Steven Gerrard, yeah. because for as much as he ended up a wane in power, he was a world class player with a world class attitude to everything that he did in the game, and that's only going to make them them better footballers. Of course it is. Of course it is. Whereas look at us now, it's all well and good having all the promise in the world. But and again, this is this does buy it back into the vibe thing all again because I'm so down on everything at the moment. But you know, we need to. I, Liverpool, it's I, you've been banging around about it for weeks, and whether it's a centre forward or whether it's whatever, Liverpool need to go and buy some talisman. We need to go and buy one or two players who are so fucking good at football that it makes everyone else around them automatically better at football because you know and I think we would be astounded at how much more we'll even get out of players that we think right now are playing at a good level just by having that because yeah, and there's a few reasons for that you know first of all there's latter one's a perfect example Paul you know you, you can look up to him and go wow okay well he's won everything what's he doing differently behind the scenes and you get to see that you get to learn from it you get to do that but on the field itself Defences are worried about Zlatan. He creates more space for everybody else around yeah. him. It's why Phil Coutinho had one of his best seasons when we had Suarez and yeah. you know, and when we had Sturridge up top because those two were just completely causing havoc and Sterling and Coutinho were feeding off it and they were getting more space and they were being involved in the game more. And all of our attacking players would feel the benefit of having someone who could occupy two players. Yeah. And it's that simple. You know, look at look. Did you, did you see that Barcelona goal where Lionel Messi scored? The, the winner. The winner the other yeah. night against Real Madrid. And it was like the Red Arrows. And four boss players <laughs> are just running straight down the field. And they've forgotten about Lionel Messi. You forgot to mark Lionel Messi. Because yeah. all the other players are boss. And he just goes... And it was. I, I think this was something that they've worked on in training. They all run. They all occupy a player. And Lionel Messi just goes into the area in the 93rd minute and goes, I can't believe none of you have picked me up. Yeah. You fucking idiots. Goal. Thank Goal. you very Thanks much. Thanks very much. Cheers. But that's what happens when you've got top players all around the place that they worry about these players. Like we play five sides and you play with someone shit, you don't even mark him. No. You mark the other four players who are good. That's what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, and you just go. Let him have the ball. Let all him day. have the ball. <laughs> yeah. We'll run over there and catch him in a bit. Like, but yeah. right now we've got other things to I focus on. I wonder why on. I got so much space in five sides. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. You're, de- you're dead right, aren't you? It's that. That's what Liverpool. Just need and it's 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 an oversimplification, sure, um, but there needs to be, and I'm not saying it needs to be. You need to go and buy the the, the Zlatan thing, but you do need the change the pro change the profile. I'm not saying let's stop buying 18, 19 year olds. Absolutely not, because what all because we are the reason Liverpool's issue. So many of our issues come from not. Spending the money when we need to on these mm. players, Danny, is look at who we've missed out on. Let's mention Dele Alli at this point. Yeah, Dele he, Alli, had, he had a good game at the weekend. Absolutely. You have to mention him. Decent player. Decent player, yeah. <laughs> solid. Um, solid. Would completely walk into our team, would completely improve what we this do. This is the right thing now. that I don't I don't think a lot, a lot of people realise is that for for all all that football is about now, 
it's ultimately a succession business mm-hmm. and it's a succession sport. Yeah. And, you know, it's why Manchester United were so successful for so long yeah. because they had that succession train of players yeah. just coming through yeah. all the time. And how many times was it? Three, four times Ferguson revitalised that yeah. side, got rid. And that's the hardest thing in football. Yeah. You've seen people coming and try it. Ferris Boas at Chelsea tried to get rid of them and there was a revolt and all that type of stuff. But you've got to have youth players coming in who can come who can come in and challenge for a first team spot. Yeah. You need to, you can't just go one way or the other unless you're Chelsea, which they, they seem to be able to do that. Yeah. But for not everybody else, it's a succession sport and you've got to get these young lads coming yeah. in. Here's the thing though about Spurs is that if they're able to just ride their luck a bit this season, if they're able to sum out, get across the line and win a, a league title this season, then I think that's a transformative effect on that team. But I'll throw this out there right now. Spurs, that that's as good. This is, I think, this is as good as Spurs will ever be because of exactly the issue that we've discussed there. Is that Harry Kane and Deli Ali are gonna? I think they're gonna reach a ceiling, and it's gonna be a very high ceiling. But without, there's no. I think they're in a very similar boat to us. And but I think if you put like if you put a Gareth Bale back into that side, Spurs would walk the league every mm. single fucking season. Because again, you've got a there's a benchmark that every single player is shooting for, and um and, and again because you need you need someone to carry it across that hump, across that threshold. Suarez very nearly did it for us, um, and I've not I've genuinely got no doubt if we kept Suarez for another season. That might, I think, that might have been the season for us. I know it's very easy to say that now, because oh, um, we had that. The, 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 it would have been the perfect storm of we had the experience, tinged with the disappointment, but the desire to succeed more. Everyone could have taken a step up in, in their level in terms of the because of said experience. And again, you just you, you've still got Suarez, who's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, the, you know. the, 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 the great thing is, it goes about you know back to what I was saying before is that occupying a play, occupying a defence. Suarez could occupy two centre backs, three, you know, four defenders, but still beat them yeah. and still score. Whereas when Phil Coutinho is crowded round people now, you know. He's a very, very good player, but he doesn't beat them and score the goal. Yeah. Like it's a free kick and it's a wonderful yeah. free kick. But Suarez scores the goal that Coutinho got fouled on. Yeah. Because that's what Suarez does. Yeah. And that's the difference. It's getting over yeah. the, those little lines exactly. before you get over the and, big line. And that's the thing about Phil ultimately is that I just think he's too light he's too lightweight to be that as well. Ultimately, you know, he's very strong for the size and that's improved. But he still get he's still too easy to bully off a off a ball. And and as a result, I mean, look at Messi. You ha- it's in order to be slight on it. You know, again, he's stocked up, hasn't he? But you need to be bloody unbelievable to be able to 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 not be of of an incredible physical stature as well to 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 make it the top and level under, and understand the game and understand how people mark. Yeah, Monday Night Football did this incredible piece on um, Lionel Messi. I, I think I was talking to you about it in the office. I think it was last week, uh, and it was about the job that who was it beat Chelsea the other day. It was at Manchester United, wasn't it, last week mm-hmm. or something? Manchester United beat them and they took Hazard out of the game. Yeah. And they went back and they showed how Messi dealt with being man-marked. And he just went and stood on the wing and caused the midfielder, who was man-marking him, to play on the wing and play at left-back. And he'd play in that area. And there was so much confusion about whether the left-back goes with him. But now the, the man-marking him goes with him. So he just went and stood there, wasn't involved in the game. And they were a defensive midfielder light in the middle of the park. And it's just these little things that great footballers can do and yeah. understand the situation and understand the game. And you know, Or the other one, he went and stood with a man-marker in between the two centre-backs. And the two centre-backs were running into each other, trying to avoid Messi and all this. Yeah. And you're just like... 
no one knows how to deal with that. Yeah. But when you've played it that many times over a ten year period, yeah, you get man marked in every learn. game of football that you, you exactly. Play, yeah. And yeah. we we are still a young team with young players who haven't got that experience yeah. yet. And this is what it comes down to: is that you know Liverpool. I just think Liverpool needs someone in that. Almost in every in every area of the park, if I'm honest. But I think if we're going to be that attacking team, we definitely we need someone who plays either up front or on the flanks or in the attacking midfield. Someone who has either has been world class or is or is, or is world class. Someone who's who's been there and done it just to just to shoulder more of the burden of that of that whole thing. We're desperately we're desperately lacking at the club. Just to go to go back on the on the thing though, because you mentioned it very, very early on. About how all clubs have these complaints. It's all I was the thing that brings me back on the youth players stuff and the, all of these things is I remember my uncle's a Man United fan and he fucking hated Cristiano Ronaldo. He thought he was a bag of balls. He was dead overrated. He was so wasteful in possession. Played out wide, couldn't cross a ball, couldn't score. All he did was he fancy step overs, blah, blah, blah. And it's uh, they're the things. It's like there's two, th- there's two things in life that really encourage me. It's that from a football perspective. And there's one of Alan Moore who wrote Watchmen, one of the greatest when comic writers. Well, when I saw him in the tavern, was great. But I, but I actually spoke to him about this thing, and he, he wrote uh, V for Vendetta. And there was a bit in the back, at the back of the trade paperback, and he talks about he'd have a day, and he'd get up and he'd blitz the story in two hours, and he'd have a great day, and he'd have another day where he'd, he'd do like fifteen drafts, he'd throw them all in the bin, he twat his head off the wall, and he he give up in a huff, thinking he's never going to be good enough to make it. And I remember saying that to, I remember meeting him and saying that, and, and I said like that was such an inspiration. He was like, God, yeah, I, have, I still have those days, and like if the best in the world have those days when they're not, you know, and, and I have the belief with it's not good, it's never going to work out for them, then. There's got to be encouraged. You you've got to take encouragement from that. So I say that from look at that from Liverpool's perspective is that feel we feel a bit down in the dumps over everything right now. But and it, this is a point I made on Social Club is that football fixes all problems, and all Liverpool need to do is get back on the horse and get back to a win. And again, we'll feel as though nothing is insurmountable. It's just that. It's this limbo period we're in now, particularly because it's Monday till the Watford game. It's almost a hump day, isn't it? <laughs> it's just spending this week now going through the loathing and self-doubt until something drastic happens in the Manchester derby. You know, like it's a 4-4, it's a confidence-sapping 4-4 draw with a major injury to, um, to an important, to an important Do player. Do you want to win that? I, Do you want a draw? I wanted a draw. Um, because I want to keep our options as open as possible, but and so I, I think from that perspective, yeah, I think a draw would suit me. But I think if you're looking at it sensibly, you want Man City just to just to win that and put and, and, and so we can start to put Man United to bed. But it's it's a shame that that's the it's a shame that that's the case really. Yeah, I think I I think I want a Man City win. Like I think I think it's set up for it though. If I'm honest, yeah, well, good. Good. That's what I want. You know, they've had the they had the injuries last time. They need they need a kick in the teeth. Really, I don't want to see them getting the Champions League through tough. If they get there through the Europa League, fair play to them yeah. because it's a tough competition to win. Mm-hmm. It's easier this season than last. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But it's still a tough competition to yeah. win, and it's still challenging the league mm-hmm. as well, and and all that. Like so, yeah, I'd rather them. I'd rather them lose to be honest with you. Yeah, I just think it's it's so set up for this to be like a a, a grand hurrah from Manchester United. I wonder though with the games they've got coming up, and it was obviously the engineer. Of, 
a victory against Chelsea. It was fantastic, and that was almost uh, almost not very Mourinho from a lot of what he's been in recent years. I wonder though whether he'll be able to continue to do that for these few years because they've got the, they've got some big games, you know, against, against big teams. Whereas will he will he will he take a draw? He'll always take a draw. Well, and that's the thing that's the encouragement. That's that should be an encouragement for us. But I would the, all the pressure is going to be on Pep Guardiola for this game. Mourinho's almost got a got a got a free pass to some to some degree. All he needs to do is get a draw out that game, and they're still in good shape in the league. And you know they've got the Europa League as their backup, if not, if nothing else, which they should be. Let's be honest, should win fairly comfortably. Yeah. Um, so the, the, and and everyone's the tides all turn on Man City. This is a difference between. You know, Guardiola is going to be called a flop if he doesn't if he doesn't secure top four this season. It's all gearing towards that. So don't be shocked to see Man City pull something out a really big performance out on Thursday, which would be lovely. Tremendous. Um, just quickly, we, we, we've obviously done quite a lot on that, which was brilliant. Um, Daniel Sturridge. Just quickly, we'll do more on this on the Reds News Roundup this week, but likely to be out for the season with a recurring. A recurrence of his hip injury. Yeah. Um, nothing would sum Daniel Sturridge's Liverpool career up more than just uh, just innocuously ending a season and never playing again for Liverpool again. Yeah. Look, I said that on the the news show this morning. We talked about I talked about Sturridge's injury, and every time Sturridge's name comes up on a news show, it's another injury. Mm. You can go back over the the last four years, and you can see how many times we've talked about it because it's almost no news now. Yeah. It, it's it's it's. It'd be know, news if he was available. Exactly. You know, <laughs> he's, he's started five games this season. Yeah. With thirty three Premier League games in or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's not good enough. It's not good enough for Liverpool. But I did go on to say that, you know, I actually like Sturridge. I, you know. I think whenever he's on the pitch, he always gives us all. He always, I think he always wants to be available. I think he's a good, I think he's a good egg. I think he's good for the squad. I think he's good for the team. He's a good egg. A good oh. egg. Yeah. And look, it's it's one of them. His body has failed him massively. Yeah. It's, it, it has. It's, it's such a shame because he's such a talent. And when talented players like that, dwi- careers dwindle out. And mm. I think that's what's happening. It's a, sh- it's a, it's a mad shame. It's right? a damn shame because he is what we're talking about, though about about a winner as well. You know, he's a natural. He's a natural winner. There's, you don't leave your. You don't go for a youth system. You know, he's from. I think he's from Birmingham, isn't he? He's moved to Manchester to be at Man City. He's then decided Man City wasn't for him. He's took his chances. He's moved on a free to to Chelsea to go for his builders ambitions it's not really worked out for him he's moved to Liverpool you know he's clearly a guy who wants craves success so I don't think he's lacking in that in, in that regard but yeah for whatever reason people might say the mentality thing I don't I don't necessarily agree with no, the mentality side of do. things I think you know but people do just there's some people who need to be who are you know they're just well they need to be a well-oiled machine they need everything needs to be smooth for them to be able to get what they are to get what the best out of them. Um, and I don't think he's ever adapted his game to be anything to be able to achieve anything without being that, which is a shame because he's going to have to if he wants. I think a career at the, uh, at the top end of the uh, top end of footy between now and retirement. But this is the thing about Sturridge; it would be a it'd be a shame. I'd have, um, I just look at this, but I do look at his story and it, you look at the games he's played. He's never he hasn't played more than what like fifteen games a season, pretty much, much apart from 13, 14, where I think we got. I feel like we got twenty nine out of him. I saw, I saw it on yeah. Twitter. I know he's got like twenty one goals that season and a phenomenal season. Like, but yeah, you can't. It's it's a shame, but it would be. I would like him to just have one last hurrah. I'd like there to be one last moment for him at Liverpool. Just one more goal. 
you know, just to give that thing, just so we can go and celebrate with the fans, just so we can have that that lift. But it it wouldn't again. It wouldn't surprise me if if he never played for Liverpool again, and that was the that was the way. Full on the way whimper. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Watford's coming up. Um, <laughs> a Watford. Hmm. We remember Watford. We went to Watford last year. Yeah, that was terrible. That was terrible. Was that the was that Bogdan? That was the Bogdan game. Oh yeah. my word! Or the Odeon Agarlo game, or the Martin Scale game. Well, at least he Lucas, doesn't play for them anymore. Yeah, or the Lucas Leiva made his his, uh, his defensive centre back defensive debut. He did look debut. good in that role. He did look really he good. Did look really good. Signs of things to come, worryingly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Watford Monday night bank holiday. Good fans. Loud stadium. They're mm. going to be well up for it. Yeah. Um, the one sort of comfort I get out of this game more than anything is they're technically in the top half of the table. Mm. They are tenth, aren't they? Okay. And there's ten teams below them, and there's twenty teams in the Premier League. So I make it a win for Liverpool. <laughs> That's I can get I can get behind that. Like I'd say that though. There's footy to be played between no! now and then. Yeah, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of football to be played between now and then. So Stoke. Stoke, Palace, Bournemouth and West Ham can all go above them. I choose to ignore the midweek football apart from the City United match. Even less right now, even less it's a Liverpool win. Jesus. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, look, I think I, I think we will. I think Wofford are in no... I don't think Wofford are in, in any real danger here. They've got they've got a couple of a decent players. I think Deeney's got about 10 goals for the Metti and Capua. He's got yeah. six or something in his danger. I know they've been playing a lot of 4-2-3-1 recently, and I think that's a, that's a formation that we stack up against pretty well, to be honest with you. I think our 4-3-3 was kind of made. To beat the four two three one. Well, we said this at the start of the season, didn't we? So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, look, they're nine points. Uh, they are yeah nine points ahead of Swansea, who are the top of the the top of the relegation pile at the moment, and Watford have got a game in hand on them. Mm-hmm. So here's here's hoping. Look, amongst all hopes that Watford are all thinking of the dreaming yeah, of the summer is, holiday. This is where we've got to just go out and beat this team mm. because this is a team that lost 2-0 as a whole at the weekend yeah. and Hull had 10 men for 70-odd minutes of that game. It was 0-0 <laughs> when the Ash got sent off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hull yeah. with 10 men. Yeah. Go and beat them. Yeah. Come on, Liverpool. Yeah, no, I absolutely completely agree with that. So fingers crossed. Um and all that. I don't think there's too much there's too much to say about that. We'll obviously know more nearer to the time. Adam Lalana has been tweeting videos. Come and on, Adam. Out. I'd love I mean to, yeah. Don't come on, Adam. I mean, I mean if he wants it, do what it's do whatever I mean, it takes. Maybe come it's got, on, Adam. Maybe it's, got, maybe it's got healing powers. Um uh, I don't know, but yeah, I that Is would that be a, you tell the message. That would be yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know, glycoma love, I can sort that. Um the um the little <laughs> bit of pink hat. Yeah. The the uh, yeah. Look, let's let's be perfectly honest. We talked about this again on the final word that Liverpool are midfield of Lucas, Genie, Wayne, Adam, and Emery Chan can do you a job in certain instances. But when you've got to go and beat teams, really beat teams, you need your best your best at footy players yeah. on the pitch. They're, they're all good players, Paul. The three players that you've mentioned, but not one of them you would think. I'll play him in between the lines. I'll play him in the, between the defence and the and their midfield, and he'll get us that key pass. Yeah. Where Adam Milan is that guy? Hmm. Yeah, completely. Completely agree with that. Uh, okay, so we move on. Well, I say we'll be doing the Uncensored Match Build Up Show, which you can check out on the YouTube channel. In fact, you can check all of our content at all times on the RedmenTV.com, the free stuff and the uh, and the paywall stuff as well. So please do. Uh, we've got some questions. We've got a lot of questions, but not a vast amount of time. But we'll get through them as. Quick as possible. Steor, our good mate Steor, the, the the latest addition to the Red Men presenting scene. Um, right, you can't answer this question, you can't read this question without answering this question. So I says, does 
<laughs> Does heinous sound like anus or penis? So heinous or heinous? Heinous. So again, like that that's a a, a defense defense thing there. Uh, it's it just it. heinous is the um American way of saying it and heinous is the English way of saying it. Uh, but thanks very much for your question, Steve, who's not listening. Um Okay, Benjamin underscore underscore Beb. Would you consider the team bottle jobs if we don't make top four this season? Bear in mind, we lost two finals last season. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. Quite frankly, yeah, completely agree with that. Um, I think is that the problem is with all these things is that. It, uh, it's like being mean for being mean's sake and bottle. Like I wouldn't call them it exactly. Bottle jobs is a very, it's a very evocative way of saying things. You know, it's a very, it's it, it's basically an offensive way of saying it. Liverpool could, because of the fact that we've had things in our hands, in our own hands, a few times this this season already, and whenever we've had, we've seen to do everything in our power to 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 drop it. Fourth place is like the the soap, isn't it? In a in a in a cliched prison scene uh, and Liverpool seem to just like having to bend over and pick the soap up like I don't know um, that, but yeah so maybe maybe bottle jobs or gluttons for punishment I'm not sure which which way to fall on that but I think if nothing I think we should be considering it a disappointment yeah um, because we set the bar very high for ourselves this season we should have been challenging for the title this year mm, maybe maybe um, we should if nothing else have been yeah, yeah, okay, I, I agree with that in the notion so much as we should have been we should have been com- more comfortably in the top three of this league than we, we shouldn't. Than, than we we shouldn't be anywhere near Manchester United. Mm. About we were, we were 14 points ahead of them at one stage. Mm. Yeah. Um, Michael Gallagher, how much will a club pay for Sturbridge? And then follows up with, or even Sturridge. Oh, 10 to 15. I'd hope so. I've got 15 million in my head um, and that's because for the same reason that Liverpool take constant gambles on players who've got injury problems because he is a a fit Daniel Sturridge when we'll keep saying this and hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll never have to worry about it as our problem again from following on from this this summer a fit Daniel Sturridge is a goal every other game centre forward he's a one and two man he's actually better but let's say he's a one and two man for the sake of argument one and two centre forwards are you're talking in excess of 30 million quid probably now since in the last season since the Premier League money you're probably talking 40 million uh, and more but again he's got massive injury problems he's not fitting at Liverpool people will know that we might touch massively lucky and some club with, with, with blinded by the Premier League money goes a bit mad and starts and gives us more than 15 million but I, I think 15 million well, uh, would be yeah, pretty decent I think what I want is twenty million for him, but yeah. I think for that you need a bid and war, and yeah. and I can't see that happening. I don't know though. Think about it. Think about the clubs who are, stu- who are stupid with the money historically. West Ham, West Ham, Newcastle. I'm not saying they necessarily fit Rafa, Rafa Benitez. Um, you know, we live in a world where Bournemouth paid fifteen million pounds for Jordan Ibe. That's true. Um, so it wouldn't shock wouldn't shock me to see some a club like that. You don't know who. Maybe you look at a, a, a Swansea. Maybe if they stayed up. Um, I think there's. I, I think I, I live I'm in not, hope. I'm I live not, in hope. Anyway. I'm not sure he'll Premier League it now. I I thought for all the world that he would. I wonder whether he knows his body's done, and I, and if that's the case, hello MLS. 
because they need they need mm. a 27 year old going yeah. over yeah and a, a big name a good player going over now he struggled there I think there's a lot of mm. fast players and you know defences are defences are horrendous defences are terrible like but yeah I don't know I, I don't know whether he might look to broaden his horizons and, and get out of the Premier League and get out of the spotlights and get out of a place where everybody's constantly talking about how crap his body is. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to be around. No, no, it's true. <laughs> no, it's true. I, I think it's, though, I, I, I don't know that that... I think Daniel Sturridge can be a Premier League player. I just don't think he can be a Premier League player under the... There's a certain number of clubs that require you to play a certain <laughs> way. And he, he can't play for us, he can't play for Spurs, he can't play for Southampton... You can't play for clubs of clubs of that ill, clubs that require you to work your bollocks off. Everton's probably now these days. Um I think if you if you took him to a football club and you did to him what Liverpool had to do to Gerard and Aga, where or Spurs had to do to Ledley King, and you just say, Listen, mate, you don't train. Yeah, you train once a week, it's just conditioning stuff we just make sure you're loose so you can play football matches and then you get it you get off uh clubs that need clubs that need goals will do that clubs that need that you know and i think that i don't think there will be a shortage of interest in daniel Sturridge. um and i think we might see him but i think we'll see him at the premier league i think we'll see him do okay the good thing about him provided his legs don't completely fall off MLS will still be there in a couple of years' time. You know, a, a, a half-decent season in the Premier League next year. I could see him scoring double figures in the Premier League, but he probably would only play. You might only get twenty. You might only be getting 20 games out of him, one or the other. But it'd be interesting to see, if nothing else. Hopefully 15 million plus would be absolutely fucking sensational. Imagine if we got, like, 25. Oh, my God. Um... Ben Coates hey Ben Coates is back um, can we still buy players uh, top sorry can we still buy top players if we miss out on Champions League do you think LFC could convince them to come if they added an extra 20 to 30k on the salary uh, wow it, it really depends on what other clubs are going in for them I think mm-hmm. if Champions League clubs go in for them then uh, these guys pay more than us anyway you know so It'd be difficult. It'd be mm. really difficult. Yeah, I think that in a very simple sense that if Liverpool have got only got Europa League, there is a perpetual cycle of Liverpool being where they are, and if if we want to break that cycle, we're gonna have to smash out of the way we do things. Oh, and, and we have done things, and that might mean I don't think you're gonna get without without Champions League. It's gonna be much harder to get all of your top targets, mm. but you I think you identify one, and you go big on that one. And then maybe you have to you do you know do elsewhere, but it's got to be it's got to be the right player that you go big on because where Liverpool go wrong, we overspend on players that aren't worth being spent on. Some of the wages that Liverpool pay is obviously fucking ludicrous for the for the quality of play that we're getting in return. But if you were to go big on that one player, I don't know who that would be. But that again, the the, the profile that I mentioned of you, winger, forward, attacking mid, go and get that guy. Do what it takes, and he can be the one that the, the, propels, the, the, you, propels forward. you forward. Definitely. Um, one final question before we wrap up the the, the the audio version of what we're doing right here. Uh, Stephen Beeman, are lobsters mermaids to scorpions? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I suppose they really are. Maybe, yeah. Although. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. I've never yeah. considered it. Before. No, I can't say I've never I'd have to it check before. if they haven't got legs as well. Yeah, they do. Actually, saying that lobsters do have 
Yeah, I, I feel like they have it's a couple of small legs. Got, maybe, yeah. And if that's the case, well, then no. The, but they've got the big flowing tail. But they are tail. scorpions of but the they sea. But they don't swim with their tail, do they? they uh, do they walk along the bottom of they, the they, tanks and stuff when you see them in restaurants and that? Maybe that's how they don't escape. Who knows? It's, I mean, it's a great question. Is, I'm, I'm Googling that. Steven, just straight out, are lobsters the scorpions of the sea? Yeah. We'll get an answer shortly. Lob, yeah. But are they mermaids to them? <laughs> Go ahead. If the, if the, if the feminine lobster, perhaps. What was the question? Are lobsters mermaids to scorpions? To Hold on. Wow, hang, that's, hang a, fire. that's an actual thing. That was a Google new. Okay. Shower thoughts. It's a subreddit. Okay, we're in. We're deep in. This is from 2014. Hold on, guys. Stephen Beardman. 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 No, no, I'm reading. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not, it's not his Reddit. We might find... Lobsters are mermaids to scorpions, 220. Are rhinos, unicorns to elephants? I can't... F- I feel like that. <laughs> okay, it's fine. I don't think there'll ever be an answer to that one. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening to the podcast this week. Oh, all you Acast, iTunes, Stitcher folk. Um, if you want more Redmen TV content like this, which is more long form, us talking about Liverpool in depth and detail, if you don't do so already, go to the redmentv.com and subscribe. It's an absolute belt. We've got some amazing and stuff lined up between now and beyond the end of the season if I'm perfectly honest um, Red News Roundup show hosted by Stay Liverpool Stat Show which I will be on this week as well if that's a selling point for you good if it's not then ignore that I just said that um, if you want more of this podcast you can we're going to carry on for another 10-15 minutes or so on the RedmenTV.com the extended video version so guys thank you for listening thank you for for subscribing for downloading for voting for reviewing for all that shit uh, walk on we'll be back next week <laughs>